This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! <clears throat> Alright, we should be good. Alright. Alright, no, not what I wanted to do. Not even <laughs> Alright, here we go. Alright, let's do this. Leroy J. I'm not gonna do that. Um. So, uh. Back with us is our good friend, writer, producer, burlesque dancer, clown, movie, theater, uh, how would you, you weren't like an owner on that, what would you call it? No, uh, my title was public relations manager. Public relations manager for the underground theater... Formerly of RIP, formerly of Toronto, Canada. What other jobs have you done that I haven't listed in your long list of jobs? Uh, well, I've like done bullshit ones. Of, I've sold glasses and wine and been a bartender. Um, Salesman, bartender, <laughs> Charles S. Lawton. What's your middle name? <laughs> uh, Charles is my middle name. <laughs> Charles Charles Lawton. <laughs> it's weird. I didn't know you were named Charles Charles. Uh, Ian Charles. Ian Charles, I was today years old when I learned my good friend Charlie's name is not Charlie. What the fuck? I didn't know that either. I I've always go. <laughs> I, I I I feel like I'm having a stroke. Does anybody else <laughs> smell toast? Am I the only one who smells the toast? <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I don't even know how we go forward. I just feel like the episode needs to end right here. And I need to Good night, everybody. This is the outro. (laughs) I need to seek some sort of emotional support right now. Ian. The episode title. His name is Ian. No, I don't (laughs) think I. No, if you did, that piece of information is lost. No, All well, that. It's, I, I've no, I never go by Ian. The only people that's ever called me Ian is if, uh, like, doctors and things like that. Yeah. Wow. Ever since I was a little like kid, my call parents called me William, I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, that is my name. <laughs> I, I've literally been in a doctor's waiting room. They'll come out, Ian? Ian? I'm like, oh, shit, that's me. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh. Man, who would have thought that I knew Data's real name before uh, For real. your first name? <laughs> For real. I uh, mean, I'm just, I'm absolutely, like, I just can't uh, get my feet right now. So our good friend uh, Ian is here to talk about movies he watched in June with his Mima. What do you call your grandma? In, uh, your no, name? it's movies he watched in May. Oh, yeah, Mima. Yeah. God damn it, movies. <laughs> this is how fucked up I am. That fucking threw me for a whole loop. I don't even know. Is it still 2020? It, it, it unfortunately yeah, is. Yeah. Oh my god! All right, so Charlie, you watched movies in May. Uh, you were with your grandma. Do you call her grandma, Nan, Nana? Uh, grandma. Grandma. Yeah. So you were with your grandma, and you watched movies. Yeah. Well, we had the thing was, uh, you said I should. Well, the original point was you wanted me to watch Bone Tomahawk, which I looked for on Netflix, and it has been taken off. Mm. So I, I did attempt to watch that to finally see it, but 
No, that's one of the ones I want you to watch. The one I really want you to watch is the man who killed Bigfoot, or the man who killed Hitler, and then the Bigfoot. Yeah, and that one is also not on Netflix. I'm still trying yeah, to track down a copy. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You'll have to come down to Colorado and watch it on my Voodoo. Is the only way I can ex- help you watch it. I'm I'm sure I can find a version out here somehow, but I will try. I mean, I feel like that's a slight against you coming to Colorado, but what Well, else? I do want to come to Colorado, but uh, there's, no like it, there's, I mean, there's no way I'm stepping really foot in the state for a while. America? <laughs> I mean, right, all right, granted, right now might be a bad time. Yeah, it's a, uh, America trips are about a, at least a year away, depending on, uh, you know, if some things change. Yeah. So, depending on where you go, it's it's you would be okay, I guess. I I wouldn't like physically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if oh, you yeah, came to fine, Colorado, man. you'd literally just hang out in my basement because I don't go anywhere. I also just like I don't want to go to America while Trump's leader. Uh, yeah, that's but... fair. But hopefully um, next year, not yeah. would. We'll I've been see. having people. Uh... Check out, like Liz and I have had people like message us and call us and like, oh, you guys doing okay? Because you know, of all the crazy you know, DC, we're right over there. Uh, but you know, and I wish I don't want to say I wish uh, it would be kind of cool to be like, yeah, man, we're on the front lines, but no, we're <laughs> we're in the burbs outside um, of DC raising our child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you <laughs> guys are. Board. You guys are on the front lines. You have a black son. That that is the front line right now. I'm not entirely sure that we do. I mean, y'all <laughs> y'all do have the halsiest looking black son. Yeah, he's like he's almost as pale as I am. Uh, yeah. And I was telling her I feel bad because there's a part of me that's like, you know, I don't care what he grows up to look like, but there is that part of me that's like, if he grows up and looks more white. At least then I don't have to worry so much about him, you know? Like, that's really fucked up that I would even think that. That's, but, that's so fucked up that that's a thought you have to have about your kid. Like, yeah. That's, that's part of the continuing continuing trauma of racism. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it's good that it's getting... This is boiled over, so now it's, like, it's out there. As we said, it's on fucking Call of Duty right now. Like, people are talking about it. It's not... But, but is it because they're like 40 year old women named Beth have been pretty adamant that it's not happening. And I, I, they live in the middle of Utah, so it, they got to know something. That's, that's also a good point. Right, man, I try I and be hopeful. Like, I feel like I got to stop that conversation right there. Cause first off, it's true. Nobody's using Beth as a name to make fun of white women. So why you tried to do that is beyond me. What's wrong with Beth? There's nothing wrong with Beth. The fact that you try to na- use it as a Becky or a Karen is what is the problem. That's the problem. I mean, I didn't want to use a real name of somebody that I've specifically seen or commented on. On the off chance, I doubt like any of them would listen to it. Like, listen to this. So it's not like they'd be like, "Ah, Billy called me out." Well, if you thought oh, if they thought that, then you should have just been like, "Yo, Becky or Karen is just a term." That's used in memes when making fun of racist white women. I mean, I had to explain that to my mom the other day. She's like, "But what's wrong, Karen? I know Karen. She's really nice." Like, no, it's not anyone you know. It's a, it's just a name that sounds funny. You're like, I need to speak to your manager, mom. That's a Karen. Exactly. If they ask to speak to your manager, run. 
Alright. But let's get back to the topic at hand. Movies right, Charlie so- watched with Nana. Or I mean grandma. Do you want me to go just the ones I watched with grandma first and then do the list or how do you want to do it? Oh, I we're I'm gonna go down your list. And then mm-hmm. we'll talk about the movies, and then just, did you watch this one with Grandma, and what did Grandma think? Uh, so the first the first movie on the list, The Hateful yep. Eight. I feel like this was it's a not, strong choice for Grandma. Grandma Grandma wanted to that, watch this that one. That one was not with Grandma. I watched that, that was, one with my folks. Do you watch that one with your folks? Did you watch yeah. the movie or that weird Netflix thing that's out there that I have uh, yet to watch? The Netflix one... I've tried to find it on the Canadian Netflix. It just looks like the movie's on there, so I'm not sure if we have the extended cut. Interesting. Um, we watched uh, the theatrical one. I borrowed a friend's Blu-ray. It's good. It's really long. Yes, It doesn't I work agree. quite as well. Not Seeing it on the big screen was way better than watching it on a screen at home. What did you see it in the... Uh, what the... Shit, what was it called? The extended... The, I don't know if it's. Ex- I saw, I saw the road the like seventy mil print when it came. Yeah, out. that's what it was. Yeah, I didn't. I just I saw it in the theater on a regular screen and it was okay. Yeah, like it's fun. All the actors having a good time. It doesn't need to be three hours long. I don't know. Also, I, like I remember, I really enjoyed it for the first like hour and a half or so until you know. Like, because I, I like I like a good mystery. So this idea of like somebody here is not who they say they are, like that kind of thing. That was what I was, you know, that really got me, and I was like, okay, cool, I like this kind of thing, you know. Uh, and I liked the atmosphere and the way it was set up. And then uh, what I didn't like, spoilers for this movie, uh, is it? I, I assume we're going to spoil all these movies. Uh, we always spoil stuff. Why would you? What? This, this could be our, someone's first episode. You never. This know. is our forty-second episode. But this you could be somebody else's stuff. first. Yeah, someone listening to it. <laughs> Look, if so, new listeners. If somebody chose to listen right now and is going to get upset about spoilers, they should have checked in on episode one and not forty-two. I mean, that's well, a lot any, of episodes any, to ask people to go through, especially for one, a, a podcast where we just talk about whatever shit comes to mind. It's not really. It's not like you're going to, you know, there's not like this amount of continuity that you're going to miss out on if you don't listen to the first episode of our podcast. I mean, I feel feel like if you don't listen from the beginning, you won't get half the nuanced jokes. And I think you'll just think Billy and I hate each other. (laughs) Can we not? You don't? No. Oh. Oh. Wait. This changes things. Do you hate me? No. What? Ridiculous. Good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, before this whole thing, what I was going to say, I didn't like the fact that it turned out everybody there was secretly part of this gang and in on it. And like that, that reveal, I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's a little kind of yeah. Especially because there's a line, there's a moment that I really, really like. It's a little thing, and it's because of just you know, uh, Tim Roth is just always like a fun thing for me whenever I see him in anything. Uh, and he has a great moment where he's talking about being a hangman where he's like, uh, it's, you know, it's nice. It's important to have someone that doesn't care. Like I'm, you know, having someone there to hang you, uh, do the execution 
uh, who has, you know, they're not there because they're, they want to be, but they also don't, you know, have any feelings towards you. And you want that when, you know, because you want it to be quick. You want someone to do a good job and be professional about it. That's not what he says. It's a, but that's like the gist of it. It's a really great speech. Yeah. It's a great moment. And he, he delivers it very well. And, and then when the, I just remember thinking when the reveal comes, it turns out he's not that guy. I was like, Oh, all right. Well, that kind of sucks. I, <laughs> I don't think I saw it in theaters. I don't remember seeing it in theaters. Well, you don't go to the movie theater anymore. Do I do too. There are movies I have gone to see that have been in the theaters. Uh, I remember enjoy- like I enjoyed it, but definitely, um, not. It's probably in the middle of Quentin Tarantino's movies for me. I still feel it's, like it's. I'd probably have to watch it's, Jackie it's... Brown again, but Jackie Brown and Kill Bill Two and probably once it's. Upon a Time in Hollywood are among my least favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. I'd put this down around Death Proof. Like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I thought Dude. was his weakest the first time I saw it, and then I've gone back, and uh, it's now kind of in his top for me. It's not his best, but it's hey, I think it's his best new one. Hey, I think I just need to put a clarification. When I say that, uh, that those movies are Quentin Tarantino's worst for me, I don't even put Death Proof on the list. So Death Proof is the worst movie for me. Oh, I still like Death Proof. Like, he hasn't made a film I don't like. He made now, that boring I I, ass movie. I don't I like that movie, but although I think of it from the perspective of it's hard for me to separate Planet Terror and Death Proof. Like that is such a interesting viewing experience. It's really weird when you split them up like that, because then it's like this isn't what they intended. I, for me, yeah. When you it, see it by itself, it's like this. This works less. It, for me, it's exactly like Kill Bill. I'll watch the first one and will never watch the second one. But the second one's fun. No. Is it amazing? Uh, uh, grave sequence. No. Okay. He's none weird of, about it. No, we talked those, about it last week too. It's like we ah. did talk about it last week. All right, moving on. The road to perdition. Didn't oh. watch this one with my grandma. So this one is a rewatch, and it was with your grandma, and yep. she wanted to watch it. Is it the first time she's seen it, or no? Uh, it was. I'm pretty sure she had seen it when it came out, but she didn't remember it. Gotcha. Uh, so it was like a first time watch for her. Did she? Well, what did grandma think about it? She liked it. She thought there was too much uh, violence and killing, but she liked the old cars, and she really liked Paul Newman and. Um, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Billy, have you seen The Road to Perdition? I have not. I saw it when it came out, and I rem- I was probably not at the right age for that movie, because I don't remember. I remember being bored. Of, it's a little slow at times, but yeah, it's... Yeah, and, and probably at the time I saw it, I was definitely probably wanting a more action-y gangster flick. Um, yeah, yeah. I should, it's kind of a sorry. Go ahead. And no, I just was gonna say I I should probably revisit that movie. It's it's really really good. It's Roger Deakins shot it. So or no, uh, that's wrong. It's Conrad Hall. It was his last film, and it's just gorgeous looking. Um, a lot of really good actors, and it's uh, Daniel Craig plays a just a nasty villain, and yeah, it's I mean, kind of the close. Morally gray character Tom Hanks has ever played. 
he's still a good person and it's he's a father of looking after this kid that saw uh Daniel Craig's son murder someone in the army and, uh not in the army in the gang the gangs and Tom Hanks is like a really badass hitman which is interesting to watch Tom Hanks play badass and intimidating yeah so it's I'd recommend checking it out Billy if you haven't seen it I will I think at some point I'd I don't know. There's so many things that I need to watch. It's that's it's it's a long list of stuff to catch up on. That's kind of why I started to explain why. Like I'm not for anyone who's listening. Why I write down a list of everything I watch is I wanted to start keeping track and try and see a lot more new movies. And when I first started writing down movies, I was noticing I had a lot of ones that I repeated. So I tried to like, oh, I should really focus on trying to see new stuff. Neither of which these first two movies were new views. These no, I know. I, it's it's uh, sh- shoots myself in the leg by saying that, but the rest of the list is. Yeah, there's like yeah, I there's one, two, three, yeah, four, five, ten new ones. Before, yes, or no? Yeah, 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 no, twelve before it repeat. Yeah, you gotta we gotta stretch. So the next on your list was the wrestler. Is how I like to pronounce wrestling. The wrestler starring uh, Mickey Rourke, correct? That is correct. Uh, done by uh, Darren Aronofsky. Am I correct on that? Yep. And what did you think on this movie? Uh, it is really, really good and heartbreakingly sad. Yeah. That's uh, have you, uh, I won't spoil anything, but have either of you seen it? I have not seen it. I haven't, and I really want to, because as you know, I'm a wrestling fan. So I don't you, know why I haven't gotten around will, it's, to it. It's a it's a bit of a tough watch because like Mickey Rourke's playing a amateur wrestler who used got pretty close to being big and then kind of flamed out before he became super successful, and is now just playing small amateur rings to get by and has not much of a life. It's a really sad film about the self-destructive nature of like putting yourself through that but mickey rourke's is incredible in it yeah especially that that uh that business now maybe not no definitely not so much now but you know back in like the 90s or so even before the 90s you know uh 70s 80s it was rough it got a lot of people um into some bad situations there's a fantastic show if you guys haven't watched it and i and i poet you would actually like it too i think uh even though it's about wrestling but you don't have to be a wrestling fan to like it uh, on vice called the dark side of the ring oh shit uh, jason eister show it is wonderful it really is worth watching if you guys haven't checked uh, checked it out especially the the uh, they just they finished their second season uh, not too long ago, their season premiere was a two-parter about Chris Benoit, uh, the guy who, you know, for those of you who know, he, spoilers for that episode, I guess, he murdered his son and his wife uh, and then killed himself. And it goes, it's and it's about him. And it's really, really interesting and very well done. Uh, and so are the other episodes. I want to make it seem like that those aren't worth watching because I have really enjoyed them. Because every episode is about like, some other not necessarily murder all the time but just the sometimes self-destructive nature of what happened to some of those wrestlers it's really it's pretty insane the amount of you know stories that there are for them to tell 
yeah, they, they kind of put themselves through hell and get completely chewed up and then get left for nothing. It's a brutal <laughs> career path. There is a uh, there's an interview from I think like the early two thousands uh, with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, who mm-hmm. you know, he, he 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 was doing an interview talking about like just how difficult and insane. You know, it can be being a wrestler, especially as you get older in it, because at that point he was in his 40s, like late 40s. Um, and the interviewer at one point asked him something. I was like, you know, what do you think the long term effects of this will be like when you hit like 60? And he's like, come on, man, I'm not <coughs> 60. Whew. Sure enough, he passed away a few years ago and he was like 58 or 57. Like, that's, that's rough. Yikes. Um, next on your list was uh, some fucking movie I've never heard of. Stalag 17? Stalag 17. This is, um, I watched this one with my grandma. It is, uh, co-written and directed by Billy Wilder. It stars William Holding. It's fun, uh, comedy, not adventure, but kind of thriller. It's set in a, uh, World War II prisoner war camp. And it's weirdly funny for something set in kind of a dark <laughs> space, but it's about this uh, standoffish and kind of an asshole prisoner who trades with everyone, and most of the other prisoners don't like him, they don't trust him, and then escape attempt happens, a bunch of people are killed, and they all suspect there's a traitor in the midst who's passing information to the Germans, and they all think it's him. So he's kind of like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'll trade to make my life better, but I'm not going to kill people. So he tries to investigate and find out who is the actual mole. Is he? Is he the mole? It is not him. All right, just checking. That's but it's uh, it, at the end, he's like, bye, comrades. No, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's fun movie watch him do that, and it's uh. There's like weird little side stories of following different prisoners having fun and making a still and it's a surprisingly fun and goofy but enjoyable comedy. And uh, what grandma think? She really liked it. Uh, I went into this one a bit uh, wary because war movies can be she can either love or hate but uh, she really liked this one. She thought it was funny. She remember one of the other actors was someone she remembered from when she was younger is like oh i've seen him in things i always thought he was pretty <laughs> she she really enjoyed it that's awesome it th- i th- this idea amuses me but what is your grandma's favorite war movie uh probably either saving private ryan or all quiet on the western front i mean both of those are good Alright, how about The Wild One? It's an old, uh, early Marlon Brando film. He plays a biker. It's, it's, it's okay. He's good in it. Um, it's interesting. It's very, very, very dated. Yeah. Um, a Marlon Brando uh, movie? Nah. Like, not even Marlon Brando, early Marlon Brando, one of the films that kind of broke him out and made people pay attention to him. Um, oh, so yeah, this it was, was fine. pre, like, pre, pre, pre Island of Dr. Mar- Moreau or whatever. Oh, yeah, this is this is before he'd done, uh, I think it's before On the Waterfront, actually. Uh, 
Was this before the score with Robert De Niro and Ed Norton? Quite a bit before. That, that was Lee Marvin's the villain in this. He he's oh. a uh, he's a weird cowboy hippie biker. It's kind of fun to watch. He's playing it like a drunk uh, Jack Sparrow biker. Isn't Jack Sparrow always drunk? Yeah. So it's just like so Jack, Jack Sparrow, Sparrow on bikes? Okay. Okay. All right. Next on your list is I, Tanya. That was the Margot Robbie movie, right? Yeah. Where she plays Tanya Harding. Yep. Uh, this was with my grandma as well and my mom, since both of them really like figure skating and watched the Tanya Harding scandal as it was happening. Yep. I remember uh, I watched I watched it live. I apparently did too. I don't remember it, but I was told I was watching figure skating with my parents, my mom at that time. Um, it's a good movie. Think? Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's really, really good. Sebastian Stan's good in it as well. Um, it's Harley Quinn in the winter. Interesting story. Uh, yeah. You know, you know who else is really good in it? And the guy's name escapes me. Uh, the friend of the guy who like puts the whole thing together. Cause I've seen this movie and I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, who is he? He was in something else recently, wasn't he? Yeah. He was in that, uh, that Clint Eastwood Richard, movie. Robert, yeah. Richard, Richard Jewell. Jewell. Yeah. Richard Jewell, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he, he's, he was, he's, he was, he's very good in I, Tanya. I remember he was very entertaining. Uh, and that he plays like the dumb guy. <laughs> Yeah, he he's very funny at being just the dumbest, stupidest person. Um, I did not see this movie. I felt honestly uncomfortable uh, seeing a movie that would maybe paint Tanya Harding as a sympathetic figure. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I still feel like she was in on that shit. Yeah, like the movie goes out of its way to kind of show that, like, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like, it's obviously. It doesn't exactly say she was innocent. It says there was a lot of the worst parts were outside of her control, and it, it more shows a lot of the circumstances that led up to it and how sort of shitty her entire situation was. Yeah. And just but, how uh, shitty her, her life in general was with like her mother. And especially like afterwards, too, with what happened to her and uh, her entire life in the repercussions of it it's 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 an interesting film to watch and margot robbie especially is really really good but i I can see it's it's kind of an odd topic and a tough subject to watch uh side note Mm -hmm. do your mother and uh, grandma have a favorite figure skating movie I don't think they have a favorite figure skating movie because Blades of Glory. Hard. I mean, well, there's that one, and there's Ice Princess with Shell uh, Trachtenberg. There's another one that I can't think of the name of, um, but it's about a hockey player whose like hockey career ends, and like he gets that he gets asked to do uh, figure skating, and of course he doesn't want to do it. But then of course he does, and uh, I remember my mom loved that movie as a kid, and we would watch it all the time. Uh, I can't, I'll have to try and find that for my mom. I cannot think of the name of that movie for the life of me. Let me try to Google search it. Just what figure skating 
movies. I mean, but to me, I don't know if anything will ever top the cutting edge. The cutting edge is the name of that movie. <laughs> All right, I'll look up cutting edge. I haven't seen it. I don't believe uh, they have. Let's see. It uh, stars Maura Kelly and D.B. Sweeney. Okay. And it has a 56 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, stuck up <laughs> figures. Hold on. Stuck up figure skating whiz Kate Malusi is denied a gold medal at the 1988 Olympics after a fall. As Kate drives off partner after partner, her coach, Anton, must quickly find a new one in order to be ready for the next Olympics. Enter arrogant former Olympic hockey player Doug Dorsey, who briefly encountered Kate years before. Reluctantly teaming up, Kate and Doug's icy rapport begins to thaw, resulting in a chemistry both in and out of the rink. Oh, man, that sounds awful, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... So, uh... That just sounds painfully awful. I mean, I feel like it was of the times. Yeah. It, it could be solid. It uh, might not be... Maybe not awful. Maybe not to my taste. Um, I'll say I don't know if I enjoy the movie Blades of Glory. I never Or if the Iron Lotus is just such a great moment that I love that movie because of it. I've never seen it. Oh my god, you guys. I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm good. I still have good feelings for Will Ferrell. I don't want to remove those. There's this scene where uh, they uh, decide to do the Iron Lotus, which is this super dangerous trick. And the only time it was ever shown, it like is like what looks like uh, like Russian World War Two footage, grainy like Olympic footage, and it's this do, these do, they do the, the figure skating couple does this routine, and the the uh, girl lops the guy's head off with her blade <laughs> because of how complicated it is. That when that scene cracked off, I instantly was like, oh, "Hold on, I gotta watch that again." And rewound that motherfucker to watch. Because it's just such... A, it's so out of left field that when you see it, it just... It, it cracked me up. Yeah, all right, well, it sounds right. hilarious. How dare it you? It sounds like I one mean, scene that's good. <laughs> I feel like it's not the worst Will Ferrell movie out there. What would you say is the worst Will Ferrell movie? I think? That basketball one, I think semi-pro is probably... Of the ones <laughs> I've seen... Um, Probably the worst. And I don't, again, I don't know if it's because it's not a good movie or if there's a scene where they have this bear that, like, goes on a rampage and, like, there's a joke about how the bear killed somebody. That bear eventually killed its trainer. And so now, like, that joke is, like, not funny because I'm like, yo, that didn't bear did well. kill somebody. Yeah, it did not. But it wasn't that long after that movie came out that that happened. Oh, damn. Um, but you know it's a Will Ferrell movie that people love, and for some reason, it just did not resonate with me, and that is Step Brothers. I'm constantly shocked by the amount of people that absolutely love that movie, and for whatever reason, I saw it and I just thought, yeah, that was fine. 
but like it's so funny i'm sorry man yeah, I'm, on, I'm, on the, I'm on i'm on i'm on the pro step brother yeah i, I i'm, I'm, I'm best friends i'm constantly shocked by how many people are like yo quote and quote it i'm like what movie is that they're like step brothers i'm like oh i I guess I don't remember that quote. I, I like I have to. I literally will watch Step Brother like clips on YouTube just to be like, okay, I, all right, now I remember that joke. But like, I just for whatever reason, I think people it like argue for say it was worth watching. It's like it really it looks terrible. I don't think it could be good at all. And then I finally caved caved in and watched it. And by the end, I was like, okay, no, that was actually hysterically funny. It, I the thing I like about it is that it. It is one of those ridiculous, over-the-top comedies that you know Will Ferrell and Adam McKay typically do, but it doesn't really start off that way. There's something sort of grounded, as grounded as the as as can be with that kind of movie in the beginning, when you're like, okay, so it's these these two grown men who won't grow up. That that kind of thing exists, and then the further along the movie goes, the more ridiculous and in, insane it gets. To the point where like, there's, there's there's an odd uh, there's an odd build to it that just works. It's just like for some reason the further there's never a point where you're like, no, nah, okay, this is just too ridiculous. Like eventually it gets so insane, but you're it's because they play it so sincerely. Every actor just gets more. They're so committed to the bit of playing it straight that it just gets ridiculously out there. I can't remember if it was that movie, or maybe it was Forty Year Old Virgin, because uh, I think he's got a small role in that too. But uh, Adam Scott is, is, you know, plays uh, the the cool brother uh, to John C. Riley, and uh, I remember either listening to a commentary or it was like some kind of behind the scenes thing, uh, and one of the maybe it was either Judd Apatow or Adam McKay where they were talking about. Uh, why he was cast in the first place. There was like, he, he was friends with Paul Rudd and they were like, Paul, Paul Rudd just kept talking about Adam Scott. And they're like, he's the funniest guy. You've got to cast him. And for those of you that don't know, Paul Rudd thinks he's the funniest guy. So if he says somebody else is funnier than him, they got to be good. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, 40 year old virgin, another movie that I did not find like I don't find that one nearly as funny as a lot of people do. I find Romney like the most joy I get it out of that movie is Romney Malco's character. Everything he does in that movie, like literally, like I identify with. It makes me laugh. Um, and except and the and the especially the part where him and Kevin Hart get into it is maybe like one of my favorite things. I'll do that. I'll do that to my boy at work. I'll just start hitting my hand. I'm like I'm gonna come back. Clap both you motherfuckers, and he'll just start cracking up. Um, but yeah, this is just another movie that a lot of people loved, and I was just like, I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I remember liking it, but also thinking it did get kind of overhyped. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I like it. I remember liking it. I just don't see myself watching it anytime soon. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I don't think it'll hold up well. No. Uh, well, I was going to say something that I, as soon as I thought it, I was like, ah, that's not necessarily true. So, because I, I, apparently I know that movie, a lot of it was ad libbed. Like, they came up with it on the spot. And I was like, ah, you know, typically you would think something 
that is written would be better, but I guess that's not necessarily true. You know, like when they really take their time. So I don't know. That's 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 a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think there's strengths and weaknesses to both. Generally, writing it out yeah. before you, gives you a chance to. In general, having a script is stronger than ad-libbing because ad-libbing can be funny, but it can also be sort of non-sequitur, off-the-wall funny that doesn't quite progress the story or jokes. True. Uh, yeah. And speaking of progress, next on the list, Haywire. Uh, this is... Uh, Steven Sodenberg did this um, action movie with G- Gina Carrero, uh Channing Tatum, Michael Fassbender. It's a really good cast. It's God okay. Damn. It's fun. Oh, that's not even all. Let me pull up the cast list on this thing. It's a bunch of people show up for like one or two scenes that are incredible. I think I was thinking this is a totally different movie than I thought it was. Yeah, it came out in 2011. Um, who's in it? So Gina Crow's the lead. You've got Channing Tatum, Michael Douglas, Antonio Banderas, Aaron McGregor, uh, Michael Fassbender... Those are the kind of the big names. Basically, all of them, aside from Gina Carrero, show up for like one or two scenes. It's she's a spy. She gets betra- uh, betrayed. And then it's her trying to figure out who betrayed her on a mission and going through like different contacts. OK. Um, it's she's like not the strongest actress. Mm-hmm. She's awesome in fighting and is uh, great. I think that was kind of the point of the film was they're like, let's get all these other big name actors to kind of she'll be awesome do the fights and then each one shows up for like one or two scenes booster up yeah it's 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 definitely it's watchable i had a good time with it i wouldn't say it's the most amazing action movie and everyone should check it out but i well, didn't I, regret seeing it i like her so I'll, I'll probably check it out um if you oh if you like her then definitely check it out uh on to the uh new world that's the uh, is that the Terrence Malick, Christian Bale? Uh, yeah. Uh, who's the other guy? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. How was that? Uh, I didn't like it myself. Um, like it's not bad. It's beautifully shot, but it's really, really, really slow. And yeah. uh, I guess that I. It's the weakest Malick film I've seen. I haven't seen any of his new memory trilogy, so I've heard those are not good at all. But uh, compared to his older stuff in like Thin Red Line and Tree of Life, this felt very just kind of okay. Yeah. Well, not to mention the stuff he did with Revan. That wasn't him. Oh, that wasn't. That was um, a different Malick. He's not Darth. This isn't. This isn't Darth Malick. These aren't the films by Darth. Darth Malick. Not quite, no. Oh, oh, okay. So, you know, I never finished Knights of the Old Republic, but I just assumed Malik died at the end. But you're saying yeah, he survived and became film. a filmmaker? Spoiler alert. <laughs> he survived That's a real goes, twist. Goes on to make films. Interesting backstory. He actually Academy Award nominated Darth Malik. <laughs> yeah, he directed all the cutscenes in the game. Uncredited. Oh, Oh, that's fucking hysterical. He goes up to the mic to give his acceptance speech. It just keeps giving back up, like, all the feedback, the feedback. because this thing is... <laughs> oh, man. You've actually played Old Republic, so I'm like, I don't oh, know who Jared is. He's a dude who doesn't have any lower jaw, so he just wears this, like, like oh, metal I've seen, okay, cover. Okay, I've seen yeah. the image. 
like a, oh, a giant like god damn it <laughs> he wins the Oscar, but he can't give his goddamn acceptance speech because of feedback. God damn it, Billy. Oh, man. That, I wish I was an artist because I would 100% animate that. Because that is maybe the fucking greatest of all time. God damn. This man survives Knights of the Old Republic. Somehow, somehow resets. Stores his reputation and becomes rebuilds his life as a filmmaker. An award-nominated, then winning filmmaker, and can't even give an acceptance speech. Oh man, it's like the most niche joke I think I've ever made. Like, it would take me an hour to explain that joke to like my wife. Like, no, no, you don't understand. So (laughs) it's It's funny funny because it's like these five different things. (laughs) Then if you know all of them, it will hit you just right. <laughs> oh man, and it destroyed me. Oh fuck, god damn it, that was a good one. I'm gonna be laughing about that for the rest of my life, sirs. <laughs> god damn it. Oh, all right, let's move on. Success. Uh, uh, next up is P- uh, Public Enemy. Public Enemy, the Johnny Depp. Um, no. Nope. Oh, not, not the Johnny Depp public enemy? Not the Johnny Depp one. The original James Cagney public enemy. Oh, interesting. And how did you enjoy it? Was this a grandma one or a you one? No, this is not a grandma one. This is a me one. Uh, it's fun. Um, James Cagney's really good. It's got uh, a really, really brutal scene that's very memorable where it's, uh, like it's James Cagney's playing a gangster. He's having bre- uh, breakfast with his girlfriend, and he has a grapefruit, uh, half a grapefruit that he's eating, and he's talking to her, and she says something, and he just picks it up and shoves it in her face. Oh, damn. And it was a really shocking, like, violent thing for especially a movie made in, like, ni- uh, it was 1931. So oh, it wow. was... So it's not... Because what... Johnny Depp's is based off what's-his-name, right? And this movie's not based off that character? He was... Was he Dillinger? Yeah. yeah. Dillinger, yeah. Uh, I, I believe it was it was in that era uh, when they were doing gangster films where they wouldn't na- base it off the name. It would be kind yeah. of like, this is sort of the reputation of this gangster, but we don't want to like idolize him, so we're going to change the name. Yeah, I got you. Um, Pass forward to now, you can go on like entire tours about John Dillinger. Right. Uh, Which uh, I have, by the way. I went to where he died. And, I mean, it's a it's an alley. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when we went to Alcatraz and uh, we're listening to the audio tour, and I remember that we're in this room and it's like you can look at the ground and see uh, the damage done by there was a riot and they dropped a grenade down this like window. And basically, it blew up and killed some guys, and you can still see like the grenade damage in the floor. Wow. Um. So it wasn't it wasn't like that, Billy? No. no. Couldn't they didn't still have the chalk outline? <laughs> okay. Um, Someone comes back every day and redraws it for posterity. Right, right. Since I was mistaken, what did you did you see the Johnny Depp Public Enemy, and what did you think of it? Uh, I saw it in theaters. I have not seen it since because I hated it so much when I saw it. I absolutely 
fucking hated it when I saw it in theaters. I was so fucking pumped for that movie. And it was so bad. Like, it just wasn't... So garbagely shot. It was yes! Like, I, it was I really like... I was like... excited about digital photography, but, like, it, it looked bad for it, the era. Yeah, it looks absolutely terrible. Billy, you didn't see it, I take it, because you're awfully quiet. No, but apparently I'm, I'm going to have to, because these glowing reviews... No, I, 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 I know that's it. it's like, oh, it's Christian Bale against Johnny oh. Depp is prohibition. Yeah. It's by Michael Mann, who like did Heat and Collateral. This is gonna be fucking awesome, yeah. and it was not. Yeah, it was 1920s Heat with Batman and Jack Sparrow, and it was it was not that. It was not that. It was not that. And and also, I, we know you're not gonna go watch it because of these reviews, because you don't watch it when you're told to watch stuff, so we can talk about it on the goddamn TV show. Podcast. Tr- on the, we have a TV show? I'm recording this and I air it on an imaginary TV channel in my head. You know, I, I do want to watch things, man. It's just that... Don't blame I Booker. Also, no, no, I'm not going to blame Booker. It's just that there's other things. It's like, I want to I, I watch movies. I want to watch TV. I want to read books. I want to uh, play video games. Like, there's a lot of shit to do keep up with like i don't know what to do like if i liked sports too i would be screwed because like uh, i would i'd have no time for my wife and family this is why i just focus on movies mostly <laughs> i realize there's only so much time in the day that's why i don't like anything but movies television and video games and then i don't have a wife or a kid and i never leave my basement so i can satisfy all my needs loser well you know it's <sighs> I don't know. It's funny. I was thinking about this uh, yesterday where, you know, I want, I, I, I remember being a kid or being like a teenager and like I could stay up all night playing, uh, playing a game or watching a show or whatever. And it was great. And I never, I, you know, I had to, you know, I'd have a blast. Now I can do that, but I feel I'm like, God, I just, did I really waste this night? Cause there's, if I play this game all night, that means there's this thing I'm not watching. But if I watch this thing, that means there's this book I'm not reading. But if I hang out with my wife, that means there's this stuff that I'm not doing that I also really enjoy. So it's like, I don't know why, I don't know what happens. Like, I just, I hit a certain age where, like, suddenly I'm like, there's no time to do all the things I love. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, as someone who never leaves his basement, all those things should come second to just hanging out with your wife. But, no, I mean, I hang out he has with my a wife point. all the time. <laughs> I, but I I do hang out with my wife constantly. Then you shouldn't be complaining about anything. I'm gonna die well, alone, Billy. Wait, oh, you're saying I shouldn't <laughs> complain about about my life at all because I yeah you I heard have me. a wife yeah and a beautiful son and a beautiful son yes uh, and, and, I mean and, and, and I guess you're right. Have you seen you, Billy? Have you looked in the mirror? I mean, uh, I think. Uh, I, I, are you saying that I'm ugly? I don't really know where I'm going with that. But to be honest with you, you're, you're an attractive well, man. Because I was like, what? I, don't, I wasn't sure for a second. I was like, yeah, so you're either like saying I don't deserve it because of how I look, or you're like, but you also got these good looks. Just <laughs> like a compliment, I guess. I don't know. No, I was going. You look like Quasimodo. How about that? Yeah. What I think you should do, uh, Billy, is clear out a spot in your basement. Let Poet move in there so he can live in your basement and then oh, secondhandly man. bask in your life so then he feels like he's a part of something, then he can still watch the movies, be easier for you to record the show. Like, this is win-win. 
I would be. Well, your, I'd be your Sheldon, Billy. Uh, I but don't. I have don't a leave Colorado. However, I do have a storage shed. He could be your Ed from Shaun of the Dead. I could be. Um. All right, <laughs> on to your next movie. Take shelter, which I'll be doing in my shed. It's the theme of the movie. Michael Shannon is uh, this guy who's plagued with visions that the world is going to end, and he's getting more and more freaked out about it, and he's worried about his daughter and his wife, and he starts building a uh, kind of like bomb shelter in his backyard. Everyone everyone gets worried about him. They think he's going insane, and it's he keeps having these visions of the world getting worse and worse. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because you're watching his paranoia, and you're like, is he okay? Is the are these visions real? Is he just having a mental break? And the movie kind of keeps going back and forth and leaving you guessing. And it's a really restrained performance from Michael Shannon. Got you. Hey, uh, I can't lie. When you said uh, um, he had visions of the apocalypse and he started to build, I was like, in my head, I was like, an army to overthrow the Kryptonian Council. <laughs> No, he's good in this movie. He was, he was take he was, that Man of Steel fans. He he was <laughs> fine in that movie. I mean, I, was, will find him. I was just yeah, about to that say was, uh, that scene is so good. The first I will find him. By that tenth I will find him. You're just like you ain't gonna find him, dog. You going away? You ain't gonna find so shit. Rocket dildos just fire off into space. Yeah, I you was know, just like I, the first. I mean, it was such a powerful. I will find him, and it just and undercut it every time they said it again. You were just like, uh, you should have just left it at that first one. And I hate to be the guy. Yeah, I never want to compare movies to like. Yeah, especially if they're like remakes or if they're like a different version, I try not to do that as much as I can. But that scene in 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 Richard Donner's Superman when Zod is is talking about uh, uh, he's about to be sent away and he's like the vote must be unanimous, Jor-El. and then he's telling him how he'll bow before him one day. It's so fucking great that you can't help but think about that, and it's like. This is your answer to that? Is him repeating this line over and over again? It's terrible. <laughs> him yeah. just starting at 10 and going up from there? Like, yeah. it's it, it just... <sighs> Man of Steel. Which, Man of <clears throat> which uh, we, can, we can go down a, 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 a road here. I, because of the Zack Snyder cut, I, uh, coupled with, I've been playing a, a bunch of Stellaris. And one of the things in Stellaris is you just have to let time go while stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched Man of Steel on uh, on my Kindle while I was playing Stellaris. Um, and then I had forgotten that I had the extended version of Batman vs. Superman. Oh, I'm so sorry. It says I watched it. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> watching it. I actually really enjoyed this version of Batman vs. Superman more than I definitely did the theatrical cut. Um, some of those scenes definitely uh, help add to the nuance of that movie. Like, definitely Lex Luthor's um, manipulation of Batman like and Superman. Killing Jimmy Olsen? Uh, I mean, look, I mean, we're not... I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying 
I mean, like, yeah, yeah, we can quibble about that kind of nonsense. Fair, or, like, I, I or the feel, fact uh, that they killed concede. Lex Luthor's dope-ass assistant in, like, the most unnecessary way. Like, Lex wouldn't yeah. do that. Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, like, but what, that's not that's not the point. Like, the point the, the, is the, that the, the, I think I, I think the extended version does is a much better version of that movie, just because it definitely with those extended scenes, it definitely is better. Nothing will ever fix the Martha line at all. That is an abomination of of a a, a choice. Um, I then I did to try to watch. An abomination is a perfect segue to the next film. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did try to watch Justice League, but I stopped watching it because I'm I'm probably gonna watch uh, Justice League. It, I'll probably rewatch it and then watch the Snyder Cut when it comes out, and then hopefully forget about both. I don't need to rewatch it, but I'll definitely why? be checking out the Snyder. <laughs> then cut. why do it? You know, you don't have to do that. Yeah, to you don't. You already remember it. You know what happens. <laughs> you gotta know. I, like, well, I barely do. I only saw it once in theaters. I'm, I'm curious to see the because I want to compare and see how much is different, how much is the same. Like, it is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, and I am. I like as much as I have always shit on Snyder, and I, but I will, I will go into an open mind. If it's better, I'll. I would like it to be better. It's, but well, I'm, you know my feelings. I have always been a champion for a much more cohesive DCU. Um, so I would. I, I'm interested in seeing it uh, because, again, you know, I I still enjoy Man of Steel, though I acknowledge the problems. Um, I definitely enjoy Batman vs Superman, the extended cut, more than the theatrical cut. Um, and there are parts like, again, I really enjoy the Wonder Woman introduction of her in that movie. Yeah. There's one scene that absolutely kills me. Uh, Bruce Wayne comes in and he's wearing like his suit is just not buttoned. Like his shirt is like unbuttoned or something. And it just doesn't look like he's, he fits in the suit in the, like, you know, like a regular suit, not like a Batman suit. Um, and I just, to me, that just did not feel like a Bruce Wayne, like, like Bruce Wayne is all, no matter the suit, it fits, you know what I mean? Like whether it's a bat suit or a a three piece suit, like I just fit it. And so like, that was like, so I just don't, well, I just, I can't wrap my head and I'm a fan of his. I just can't wrap my head around what was Ben Affleck thinking when he was like, yeah, Daredevil went great. I'm going to do Batman. Like, I don't understand why he thought. Because he would, he could have been a good Batman, I think. It's just, unfortunately, it didn't work. I just don't. Because his director. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't, I don't not like him as Batman. Yeah, I, I think mean, he did a fine job. I, I like. Yeah. I don't and, think and, any actor in the movie did a bad job. And honestly, that warehouse fight in Batman vs Superman is fantastic. Uh, oh, that's another thing that like you don't see like in the movie. Like I don't, I didn't get this at all. But like in the movie, in the extended cut, you follow the guy Batman Brands, and you see him go get sent to jail and beg not to be sent to jail because you know what happens to those guys. And then you see Lex's guy go in and 
and talk to a prisoner and then that prisoner kills that guy and then you see that get to Clark and then you you know what I mean like so that extended version is de- if you're going to rewatch I would definitely recommend watching the extended version of a Batman versus Superman to at least have a a longer I I've I've seen the extended cut I I still think it was less than stellar <laughs> Billy, have you uh, seen the Cup? I have not seen it, and I'm not particularly interested in seeing it. I just... You know what? Well, fuck both of you then. This episode's it's, done. Look, it's... I've seen it. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it made it better. I think it was the same film, just with more longer scenes, which made it worse. Yeah, and also, like, it fits extend. Part of the things that I... One of the things, main things I didn't like about the original, the theatrical cut, is that I think it's too long. Why would I want to watch a longer version of that? <laughs> Why would you want to watch a much longer version? Um, I That's can't the opposite remember. of what I'm so excited for the Snyder cut. It's like, did you like Justice League? Would you like Justice League at four hours? Uh, yes, I would. I did not like <laughs> Justice League, but I would like to watch a much longer version of this movie I didn't like, please. Um... Uh, uh, we, we got a long list. We should speed through some. Yeah, no, we're not going to. Hold on. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry. God damn it! Now I forgot what I was gonna say. You sons of bitches. Hmm. That's it. Nah, I lost it. All right, on to cats. I had no interest in this. I've never seen the Broadway. I get that it, it's powerful. I know it was part of a Jersey Girl, and uh, that's about the extent of my knowledge of cats. Go. Uh, did you see it, Billy? Uh, no. Okay. I do like um, musicals, so I don't know why I just hadn't gotten. Right so do I. I would not. It's 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 uh it's it's a uh, it's bad. It's 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 mind meltingly bad. It, every, everything everyone said is true. It looks ghastly. It doesn't make any sense. It's, did you watch the butthole version? Uh, it felt <laughs> like it. I'm not sure. I don't know uh, if that's will, real. Poet, have you heard about that? Uh, I I mean, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if it's real or not. I, I don't think, it, like, from what I've heard, it, there wasn't actually, like, designed buttholes to be in the cat. It's that uh, uh, the way they programmed the fur and the skin folds to blend, <laughs> it happened that on the suits they were wearing, it made it look like they had cat buttholes, and someone's like, oh, God, just remove that and that's about it but then everyone thought it sounded hilarious so they started clamoring for the butthole cut i don't think it would make it better um i will say ian mckellen is very good in it he he's watchable he's funny uh taylor swift is like (laughs) dude you don't understand watchable for this movie is high praise no i'm sure i'm sure like from what i've heard it's it's worth like there are scenes worth watching uh to see the horror because like it's obvious it's obvious what happened is about near midway through production the studio realized this is garbage this will not work and then they're like well to make it look better we need to spend this much on cgi and they're like well fuck it let's just release it and have it be bad make it releasable because if you watch crowd scenes the CGI on like the stars are okay. They're decent. Like it's not good, but it's not terrible. But if you look at the side 
extras and like the least famous people in the scene. Their makeup is god awful. There's one sh- and the CGI. There's one shot where characters were f- it looked like they're floating an inch off the ground because of how badly their shadows were CGI to line up with their bodies. Because they're just like fuck it, we don't care. It's amazing to me that there are movies like that, or there are effects that are put out in movies like that today. You know, well, because they obviously the people in charge didn't know how much time was needed to make the effects look good and realistic, and they didn't listen to the CGI people. Like, this is how much time we need. This is what we need, and they're like, now nah, we still have to come out by this time. Make it work, and it's like. Well, we'll do what we can. And probably it wasn't shot for CGI to begin with, so they probably are, like, doing it all. Well, that's another thing. Like, apparently uh, reports are Tom Hooper would demand, like, his dailies to have CGI done to them. Like, you realize that takes months, right? Like, we can't just show you how it will look the day of. I don't understand why anybody would be in a rush. It's not like you're, you know... It's it's the cats movie. He was like, oh, we got to get this out by December, or I don't know, but we gotta. <laughs> like what? Yeah, why well, is that? There's no reason they like, out. I, I think it was more there, just like it's not gonna. There's nothing we can do to make this better. Like it'll look better, but the film itself will still be rough. So let's just forget it. <laughs> there's a there's a bit by Bill Burr that I've always thought was really funny, where he talks about watching. Uh, like American choppers, like those like motorcycle shows where like, they like, they're always yelling at each other. Like, Oh, we got, uh, what are you doing? We got to get this done by Thursday or what? They're not going to want it anymore. <laughs> it's like, it was, why is there such a rush on some of these? But like sequels, I kind of get it where you're like, okay, you know, you're, you got to follow up somewhat quickly because people have short attention spans. I understand. But a movie like, yeah, Cats, you gotta get it out. come on, you, there's no need to rush that movie. They could have taken their time. It's like, well, this is yeah. The priority is not here. Um, Dad, you had uh, previous interaction with the musical. Did you do you know the musical? Or I I'd seen first? the um. I haven't seen it live. I saw the like. I had a VHS copy when I was a kid of like the film Broadway one they aired on TV. Mm-hmm. So I'd seen it a few times, and I was vaguely aware of the music, but I didn't know it in depth. I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. All right, on to one that I'm sure Billy's interested in. Dr. Sleep. I really, really like this. Uh, I have not seen Dr. Sleep still. I really, really want to. It's, it's, uh, I haven't. I saw the director's cut, so I don't know the difference between the theatrical and the director's. Director's cut's really fucking good. I recommend sh- seeing that one. Um, it, it's, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how closely it stays to that, but it's, a, I, I, it's, I have, yeah. and I happen to know, uh, that the, the third act is pretty different, uh, at least in where it takes place. Um, that makes sense. which is pretty neat. So basically for what I want to say, because I'm a big fan of Mike Flanagan, uh, I like, I've liked pretty much everything of his that I've seen. Uh, I became a huge fan of him recently because because of this and uh, Netflix's Haunting of Hill House. I'm a I'm a diehard fan. Oh man, that show was so fucking good. Um, oh my god! Yeah, uh, he, but he's done some other other 
really good movies I liked a lot. I really like Gerald's Game, which is also based on a Stephen King book. I actually think it's better than the book. Uh, and uh, Hush, which I also really enjoyed. But, um, yeah, I so in the book, since the book is a sequel to the book, because, you know, Stephen King is famously not a fan of Stanley Kubrick's movie, uh, it takes place, like, that third part, like, that towards the end, that third act, I guess, if you're going to say that for the book, uh, takes place where the hotel used to be, but isn't, that's obviously not there anymore, because in the book, it was destroyed. Uh, That did not happen in the movie, so the way he wrote the movies to make it sort of a, also a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's film is they go back to the hotel, which I really, that's, that's really interesting. I really want to see that. Yeah. I I'm from what I've heard the direct, what I've looked into a bit, the director's cut adds a bunch in the beginning. Cause the beginning opens it like at the time of the first movie. And, um, it's, re- I, I think it's a really good job of being a sequel to both, the film and the book because that's a hard wire to walk and it's uh it's really good it's really creepy the villains are fucking scary which is fun and yeah i'd highly recommend it i don't i'm trying to like what can i say without spoiling stuff but it's really good i'm never gonna see it Uh, of course dude i yeah mcgregor's awesome in it does he say hello there General Kenobi. <laughs> uh, I don't believe so. Yeah, it's not. It's not also, the tra- random, uh, and I guess since it's the one thing I have seen, so I can say. But the first trailer that came out for Doctor Sleep is also really good. I just remember being like, "Holy shit!" This is- um, besides, well, I've been have the uh, alcoholism in it too, which is nice. Sorry. No, I I've been to the Stanley with Billy. That that's good enough for me. I don't need the sequel to. Unless Billy comes out and wants to go up there again. I mean, if I go there again, it's going to be because I want to stay there. So at some point, I think I will do that. We went to the actual. Yeah, we went to the Stanley Hotel. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, if you came to Colorado, my dude, we could go to the Stanley Hotel. It's ba- I mean, it's based off of that hotel. It's, I mean, the hotel in the movie is very different uh, and not a real place. But... Nah, dang. Yeah. Um. On to the lady in the van. All right, this was one with my grandma. It's one of her favorite movies. Um, it's a British film based on a true story that was written by books but this old lady uh homeless lady who has a kind of broken down van that she parks in front of this repressed writer's house and it's like the 15 years she lived in a van outside of his house uh maggie smith plays the lady she's really really good she's awesome yeah uh she's the reason to see it the film's okay it wasn't i wouldn't say it's amazing it's good it's very well acted um it's kind of a unique and weird story. So if you like, and if you like Maggie Smith, it's definitely worth seeing for, she's really good in it. Nice. Next cannonball run. That was a very silly and fun film. Man, I, I love these movies as a kid. Never saw it. It's, uh, it's really dumb, but it's, it's worth checking out for, uh, for Roger Moore, 
blatantly making fun of himself playing James Bond. Yeah. I mean, Burt Reynolds at his most Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it, it, it is. He is the most Burt Reynolds you can imagine. I mean, it, it's the Burt Reynolds that Archer fell in love with. Uh, hang on. True story. Operation CIA. That movie's basically why I became a secret agent in the first place. Really? Yes. That movie was just god awful. What's awful, Mr. Reynolds, is I almost punched you. <laughs> No, you didn't. And I've seen all your other movies like five times. Sam Whiskey, Navajo Joe, Fuzz, Hooper, Seamus, Shark, The Longest Yard, Deliverance, The Smokies, White Lightning, obviously Gator. Uh, oh, I, I even saw At Long Last Love. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought you were great. Really? I, I mean, well, I wanted to. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, on to Sunset Boulevard. Uh, this is another one of my grandma. This is also by Billy Wilder. This is one of his more famous. Uh, it's a kind of scathing critique of Hollywood and its system. It's about a right uh, sleazy writer who stays with a silent screen actress. Uh, he's on the run from people that are trying to who he owes money to, and he parks his car to hide in this old abandoned house. And she comes out and she's like, "Who are you? What are you doing here?" He's a ex-silent screen star who's gone insane and gets him to write her script so she can have a comeback. Uh, she's played by a uh, real silent screen star, uh, Gloria Swanson, I think her last name was. It's a uh, really, really funny, really nasty, excellent film noir of uh, that era. Of Hollywood. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. All right, have a nice trip. Adventures in psychedelics. It was fun. It's like a Netflix docu- uh, documentary. It's really just, it doesn't go in depth into anything, but it's like a fun, entertaining doc to watch. It's got lots of funny people telling stories of the first time they've done psychedelics, like Sting in there. There's uh, Ben Stiller, Sarah Silverman. Nice. It's like, no, it's nothing deeper anything but it was an enjoyable fun watch right on all right next up 13 assassins uh a mike film it's basically a badass seven samurai with way more action it's 13 uh samurais are hired to kill a really shitty feudal lord in japan who's like murdering and raping people and is just totally vile but he's the half brother of the lords so he no one can stop him so they secretly hire these 13 samurai to take him and his army on and the last 45 minutes of the film are an insane huge siege battle of 200 soldiers fighting 13 warriors and it is as badass and amazing as you will see of a fight scene nice um. Uh, next on the list is Pi. Darren Aronofsky's first movie. Yes. It's okay. I didn't like it that much. It's really well shot. I didn't love the script. Only cool note I thought was uh, the score was pretty decent. It looked really good. And if you watch Breaking Bad, uh, Hector, the drug lord who had a stroke and in the wheelchair with the bell... Uh, that actor, he has a pretty big role in it. He's pretty good. Nice. All right, on to the Dirty Dozen. 
this is like really good cast. It's super long. It's fun. It's not great. It's interesting historically because this is the first film to ever show American troops committing war crimes. Which which okay. specific war crimes? Uh, it's when they uh, have either of you seen the film? Yeah, it's been a while. No. Uh, uh, like in the end, the, the the surviving dozen they do the raid on the ba- the suicide mission that they're sent on. Uh, all the people there's the Germans Nazis that they're sent to kill uh, flee from the building they're supposed to blow them up in and go into a bunker, and uh, they pour gasoline down into the bunker and drop grenades to blow them all up. But those are Nazis, right? But there was civilians in there too, like people in the party. Like they were, they blew everyone up, not just the generals. What do you mean, people in the party? Well, because they were. Uh, it was a French, like, sh- uh, big mansion that they were in. That that's where they were targeting and going to attack all of the Germans. And they were aiming to do it just where, like, they were off in a meeting, but they all left and went back to the party where they had the guests. Now, so it was killing civilians. I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember thinking it was interesting that it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's they were they got in trouble because this is the first film that showed American soldiers did war crimes. Mm. Oh, like, so you're saying okay. they actually got in trouble? Yeah, the film was uh, oh. uh, condemned for its violence for like, oh, that's terrible that they did this. Oh. Interesting. But I young, I, I, don't, I guess I don't. I mean, I vaguely kind of remember this. It's been so long. I was a kid when I saw it again, so it's 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 been a while. Um, yeah, like it, it's just kind of a. It was fun. Like I'm glad I saw it. I don't think I will rush out to watch it again, but it's enjoyable. All right. Next, have you, have you seen it, Billy? Sorry. No, no. All right. All right. Next, the Adam Sandler movie. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Deeds goes to town. It's what the Adam Sandler movie is based on. Yes, it is. That's true. Uh, it, it's uh, Frank Capra, it's Gary Cooper. Um, this one I watched with my grandma. She didn't love it, no. uh, but it was it was kind of a it was an off day for her. She wasn't didn't kept kind of forgetting what we were watching as we were watching it. So I was like, "What's going on?" I was like, "It's Mr. Deeds." <laughs> um, yeah, it's it okay. It's not Frank Capra's best. It's is it Gary Frank, Cooper's? Is it Frank Capra's worst? Uh, that I've seen, no. Well, then you know so. They can't all be perfect. Yeah, he was prolific. He was back in the day when directors would have a movie almost every year. So That's crazy. All right, yeah. next, next up, Chaplin, the Robert Downey Jr. version, I take it? That is correct, yeah. Uh, this was with my grandma and mom. It's one of my grandma's favorite movies. Mine as well, actually. Uh, it's just just an incredible biography and really, really tells his story well. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit for me, too, but I I do recall really liking it. I mean, yeah. Richard Attenborough directed it. It's cool. Uh, For some reason, the scene that always stuck out to me, because it's been a while since I've seen it, but the one that I always remember is when he's trying to make... uh, uh, What's that movie called? The Great Dictator, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the guys, you, I can't remember who the other character is, but yeah, he's like, nobody wants to see a movie about Adolf bleeding Hitler. He's like, but I do. <laughs> so he's, it's his brother, yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why uh, that my scene favorite, stuck out to me. I always really liked it. The, the scene that's always, because I saw it when I was really young, and it's when I 
kind of started getting into filmmaking, there's one scene where he's uh, scoring modern times and his wife comes in and it's kind of a montage of him like working on the score and uh, his wife keep trying to talk to him like, why don't you go out, let's hang out with the kids. And one point it's clear like she's got driven to the point she's going to leave him and this is the end and she says is this how all the rest left and he kind of looks off in his face like i don't know you'd have to ask them i didn't notice I was like, oh that's just such a painful scene of realizing like yeah he does only focus on this and he feels bad about it but he can't help it <laughs> he's just driven to do what he does and you saw this as a, a child and was like yep that's me I'm going to be him. Well, hopefully not exactly that, but it did definitely resonate. All right. On to the next one. The Haunting. Uh, Robert Weiss' old ghost story, the first uh, adaptation of the story that was Haunting a Hill House with Mike Flanagan. Uh, Uh, Super creepy. Not the... uh, (laughs) Who's in the, 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 like, 99, 2000 one? Oh, the the Catherine Zeta Joan and Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that. That was okay. I'm not. It's not bad. I've never. This seen one's that. way better. Um, this one's really good. It's really creepy. It really kind of focuses um, the the ghost. It's all in one character's head. Where it very well could be she's having a like anxiety panic attack mental issues or it could be that she's being driven to this by the ghost and the film kind of keeps making you guess back and forth um and it's by robert weiss who directed sound and music and like star trek the motion picture and a bunch of interesting films arguably the best of the star trek movies really no i'm kidding of course I was like, I don't want to argue with you if you believe, because it's it's okay. But the best? <laughs> no, that, definitely not the best. That's why. I said no. That. Uh, yeah. What do you think is the best one? Man, all right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I so here, I, it's one of those things that I don't know if I could go. Like, what are we talking? Like, on a technical standpoint, the best Star Trek film from a technical standpoint. We're talking I mean, about the best Star Trek I film. Say, you know. I mean, six and four were always my favorite as a kid. Yeah, and Khan's really, really good. I mean, and Khan Khan is definitely up there. Uh, and I, sure. I love First Contact too. I really have so a soft spot for the those, for the, uh, the for the JJ Abrams movie, the first one. I re- yeah, I really enjoy the first first uh, one by a lot. I would say the third one's really great too. I enjoy the I I enjoy most of the second one. I enjoy the third one. I think the second one's a little long. I think the ridiculousness yeah. of of hiding the identity of Khan was so dumb. Was so yeah. bad that he continued it to Star Wars. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's I. I like the third one. I do remember really. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, End of Darkness. I just didn't. I think it's a. Li- I enjoy it while I'm watching it, and the minute it's over, I'm like, "That wasn't very good." Why did I enjoy this? I think it's yeah. Too- well, it's kind of like they're. Well, I think you enjoy it because they're charming. Yeah, you know what I mean. The cast is just watchable and as fuck. Dis- yeah, despite there the are flaws parts of it that, that, that are fun. You know, yeah. it's just not. It's lo- I think it's too much of it. it. It's too long, 
and they either shouldn't have did, done con, which I think is the problem. They shouldn't have done con, um, and they shouldn't have done the stupid reveal of his name because just all of that was just so ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's yeah, fine if they wanted to do con, but they they the, the way that, the way they, they went about it was really yeah, weird. They either shouldn't have done it. Or they needed to execute it better than they did because they it was poor execution. Yeah, you know what it was well executed. And I did, I did really yeah. like the part when uh, as as you know, I, I okay. So they it's weird that they were trying to redo so much of Wrath of Khan, which I think they should have avoided that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of the problem with that movie. Uh, but I do really like uh, not when Spock yells Khan because I'm like, come on. But when he goes after Khan and beats the shit out of him, I do like that. I was like, finally, this dude who has been, you know, the bad, you know, getting the best of everyone throughout the whole movie is finally getting his comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Get him, Spock. Like that, yeah, that because funny. like he's so strong and shit. So I'm like, oh, can anybody do anything? Against-? It's always nice when that kind of thing happens. Uh, when you have like the uber powered character, bad guy, whatever, who ends up, you know, finally getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Speaking of uber-powered people getting the shit kicked out of them, Little Women. I don't know why. I don't, oh man, I've never seen any of the Little Women movies. I couldn't even tell you the book, the story of Little. I Women. would, I would um, highly, highly recommend the Greta Gerwig version. I had not read the book. I had seen the nineteen ninety four one when I was like six. Um, Obviously, when I was six, I didn't like it, but uh, I haven't gone back to it. Uh, but this one, it, it is just a truly amazing movie. Really well acted, funny, sad, gorgeously shot. Like, one of the best-looking films I've seen in a while. Uh, every frame looks like a kind of lush watercolor painting, just the colors and details in it. Um, yeah, it's just a, it really kind of blindsided me how much I like this. Cool. Well, uh, I've actually was interested in it because I, I'm, I, I like what I've seen of. Uh, yeah, like, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's her, you just said her name, but now I can't say Greta, Greta Gerwig. Greta yeah. Gerwig, yeah. Because uh, her last movie, uh, Lady Bird, same thing. I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. I like uh, the lead actress. It's a coming of age story. That'll be kind of fun. And I walked out of it being like, oh, that was like a life changingly good movie. So. I'm kind of a fan for life now. Nice, nice. Uh, I haven't seen it. Haven't read the book. I would like to do both at some point. Honestly, all it makes me think of is that that moment in The Simpsons when Mo was reading the book. <laughs> He's like, and then they realized they were no longer little girls. They were little women. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't. Which is, a, which is not in the film. <laughs> <laughs> or in the book, it's it's not a line. It's just a, the Simpsons has lied to us. It should that be. It should be a new edition. Hilarious. <laughs> That's how the book ends. Oh man! All right, on to your next one, the Uniper, the Juniper Tree. Yeah, this was on uh, the Criterion Network, and it was leaving this month. I was like, oh, I might might as well check this out. It sounds pretty cool. Uh, it is. It was Bjork's first film. It's uh, an Icelandic movie. It's based on uh, Grimm's Brothers' fairy tale, The Juniper Tree. Uh, 
And when you say New York's first film, you mean she directed it or starred in it? Starred in it. Mm. She was 20, 20 turning 21 when she acted in it. It was lost for a long time. because It was made by a, a female director who's like a film school teacher in Iceland. They shot it, didn't, they ran out of money, were unable to complete and release it until um, four years later when they were able to raise the money. So it's kind of lost for a while, which was neat that it finally came out. Um, it's really agonizingly dry. It, it is very pretty to look at, shot in black and white. I, it's a hundred and no, it's an hour and 18 minutes long. It felt like four hours. But uh, so it's not a. I, I can't really recommend it as a great movie, but it was. It looked really good and it was interesting. But it's just so slow and um, dry. It's kind of a chore to sit through. Gotcha. I found. Um. All right. On to the next one. Blood Simple. Blood Simple. This is the Conan Brothers' first movie. I don't think uh, I've it's... ever heard of it. Uh, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It's kind of like a neo-noir. It's a sleazy uh, bar owner is upset that his wife is cheating on him with someone else. So he hires uh, hires a private investigator to look into her to see if she to confirm that she is cheating, and then he hires him to kill her. Uh, he's played by Emmett Walsh in a really good performance. Uh, it's good. It's like it's. Conan Brothers, it's very early Conan Brothers like it's obviously their first film, it doesn't have a lot of their flourish and style yet, but you can see the start of it there so it's kind of very interesting to watch for that reason and it's worth checking out, but it's not the best I've seen of theirs uh, I've never forgiven them for No Country for Old Men so. I still really like No Country for Old Men There's a lot of things I liked about that movie I wouldn't, it's not one of those things I want to go. I, it wouldn't. Tur- it doesn't turn me off on the Coen Brothers. I think it's weird that Living in Poet is really easy to. Uh... It, it's easy to get it. Well, your blacklist. Yeah, they, they I'm, made I'm, a movie about Thanos and killed Thanos off screen. Thanos wasn't a thing before it happened. He wasn't Thanos like that. That was years later. Also, yeah, killed off screen was an awesome twist that shocked everyone. That was the point. Not a twist. It was dumb. Alright, on to the next one. Ready or not? Uh, It was fun. I liked it. Um, It's a decent horror movie. I've seen this concept done I think better in Year Next. But What's the concept? I don't watch horror movies so I don't know. Uh, rough concept is like a girl trapped in a mansion being killed by shitty people. Uh, this one has a bit more of like, it's a ritualistic game that this girl's getting married into the family and the night she gets married in, she has to escape them trying to kill her. Um, it's funny. It's worth, if you like that type of, uh, not slasher, but sort of, a close to a slasher type horror film i enjoyed it it's worth definitely it's good gotcha all right panic in the streets this is a really dumb but fun uh, film noir it was one of the first movies to be uh shot in new orleans they shot a lot of it on location um jack palance is the villain the i watched it because the story is very topical it's about a gangster who 
kills someone coming off a boat who's infected with a uh, some kind of really infectious fever, and it's the doctor who did the autopsy on the body realizing that whoever killed him is super contagious, and they have 48 hours to catch him before he beca- st- starts becoming contagious and will spread to other people. So it's them trying to stop a pandemic. And it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting to watch right now. Uh, it's kind of funny that the pandemic gets stopped by the main guy being punched in the face and being knocked into the water uh, reservoir for the town. And they're like, everything's wrapped up. I'm like, you guys didn't know much how disease worked back then, did you? <laughs> I don't think so. I think you made it worse. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a bad thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's a, it's a solid film noir, not not one of the masterpieces. I gotcha, I gotcha. Alright, on to the next one, which is Some Like It Hot. Another one of my grandma. Uh, third Billy Wilder film of the month. Uh, it's Jack Lemmon and Marilyn Monroe and Tony Curtis. Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis play two... Uh, have either of you seen it? Uh, no. A long time ago. Uh, so for poet, it's Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis. They play two jazz musicians who are on the run from the mob, and they <coughs> join up with a female uh, singing group. So they perform in drag, and the lead singer is Marilyn Monroe, and they both fall in love with her and trying to woo her. I watched this with my grandma. I was very, very proud of the facts. I constantly explained the film through without just saying, look, they both want to fuck Marilyn Monroe. That's their entire motivation. <laughs> oh, man. Classic. All right, next one was Joker. Yeah, yeah. You rewatched it. Why would you rewatch it? I also rewatched it, so... My mom really wanted to see it. It came up on Crave, and I was like, fine, I'll watch it with you. You've been asking to watch it for a long time. And what did um, mom think? Uh, she liked it because she liked oh, his performance. Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. That's my reaction. I mean, I, I I mean it is a good performance. I mean, it is a good yeah, performance. Yeah, he's good. Um, I think there are some scenes that are very well shot, and I do like the score. But, I, look, and there are concepts I do enjoy to think that, I, and I like to expand on thinking about. I don't think they treated the Batman universe very well at all. Um, I just think it's such an empty film; like it just um, doesn't say anything. I don't know. For me, I, I think it's a film about a man uh, uh, who goes, uh, who who uh, uh, for you know. I back of lack of a better word triumphs over his uh you know his madness. I think you're you're seeing a man be finally becoming sane. For better or worse. Maybe um, uh, I don't, I, 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 I'm just disappointed still. <laughs> I, like I said, I I think they you know they treat the they treat the bat universe poorly. I think if they had done a better job with the Bat Universe, I probably would have enjoyed it more. I'm still like not interested in the movie up until he murders the coworker dude in his apartment and then like uh, kisses the ending's pretty kisses, fun. Like him going on stage was great. Yeah. I mean, I love the concept of Joker uh, in a studio um, being broadcast live is one we've seen countless times. 
in comics, cartoons, you know, and it I it's one I continue to enjoy. I don't know why. I like seeing the Joker as a guest on a late night show, but I I just enjoy when, I just enjoy when they do it. Yeah. Billy, Billy, have you seen the Joker yet? I can't remember. You haven't seen it. Yeah, never yes seen I have. Anything. Oh, uh, yeah. I I'm you know, since I'm one of those people that doesn't really, you know, I think that comic book source stuff, things that are based off comic books or comic book material or anything really is so open to interpretation. You know, if you want to do the Joker a different way, cool, go for it. Why not? Uh, so my issues with that movie have nothing to do with, you know, how accurate it is to anything that's come before it. It's just one of those movies. that's like, it has good things in it. Yes. The, he plays the role. Well, there are some interesting scenes. There are some things that parts of it are shot. Well, but once that movie is done, I, I guess I could say it's a good movie, but it's not a movie that I ever want to watch again. I will, I, I'm never – like if somebody was like – like if my grandma was like, I really want to watch this movie, I would be like, uh, can we watch something else? <laughs> so you got to have it. You know, I, I'll say uh, I think this will also be a movie that I'll enjoy – I'll look back with enjoyment on. Um, if only for the dancing Joker memes, and I don't know why, but like those memes, especially like when they do like, like, uh, where it's like they have the big version of the Joker, but like, then they, they reference them as a kid and doing like the Joker dance. And it's just like a a smaller squished up version of it. It fucking kills me every time. And I don't know why. And like when they like when they combine other dancing people, like when it's like him dancing and like um, Tobey Maguire dancing together, I just I can't help myself but fucking laugh when I see those stupid memes. But you know it's funny because there's so many things about you know it, it's based on it's, you know or so, so somewhat sort of based on material that I'm a big fan of. Uh, I think that it's a well put together movie. I do like the acting. There's a lot of things about it that I should, on a tech, you know, tech, on a on, on paper, paper, I should like that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Charlie, the way you put the, you know, the, it, it, it's just there's, it doesn't really seem to have any kind of soul. There's just nothing there. That that's a good way to put it. Where I'm like, ah, eh, it's just it's there. It happened. It, it should, I guess it it should be something that I like, but it's. It, yeah, it's like yeah, something I experienced at the end. I was like, it just, it was empty. I don't yeah. have the list of movies. How many more are there? Uh, one, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, plus uh, five TV seasons and one movie we're going to talk about in depthly. In depthly. You know that we've been talking for like almost two hours. We oh, first Jesus. we, we talked for an hour and a half. Some of that is not <laughs> even going to make the episode. If you don't, if you can't record, then why did you want to record tonight? You you got something uh, to be? You got a hot day? No. Bye, Felicia. Me and Ian can finish this. I didn't expect us to go on and on like this. Well, I guess maybe you should have looked at the fucking list before you agreed to record tonight, Billy. I didn't. Wait, I don't have the list. I was never given the list. What do you mean? You post it on Facebook every fucking month. What are you fucking talking about? Oh, that's right. Mom, Dad, don't fight. Can't, you can't pump the brakes ha- uh, halfway through the episode and be like, how much longer is this going to be? 
I will say, I, I think we shouldn't go on for another two hours. Like, let's try and get through it quickly. It's not halfway this. I'm, I'm going to watch Parasite with my folks tonight. And, and for the record, I'm enjoying myself. I don't mind going on, but Liz just texts her and is like, you want this baby? Which was like her way of saying she wants me to take that baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, bring Booker on the show. All right, hold on. I got to pee, too, so hold on. Let's We're take a pee break. Yeah, Anybody take got a pee, pee break? I got to get a drink. Yeah, let's do this shit. Go get my right. godson. BRB. <laughs> Everyone just left. She's like, hello? Well, yeah, we, he's going to go get his son, and I had to go pee-pee and get a soda soda. We literally yeah. said, be right back. I know, I know, I know. Just, I'm teasing. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm assuming this would be it. Cut out the episode. Yeah, this, this, would, said this would be two hours. Hours. It hasn't Liar. been two hours. So. We haven't been recording for two hours, and <laughs> part of the beginning uh, won't be on there, so... Man, Liz is gonna hate. Just must just hate me. <laughs> no, no, just poet. She doesn't Fair hate enough. me. She loves me. No, she doesn't really. She doesn't really mind her. She's doing trivia right now, anyway. So. Yeah. Oh, jeez, my arm hurts. Why is that? I don't know where that came from. All of a sudden. Where's Where's my godson at? Older. He's sitting on my chest. Booker, say something for the for the people at home. Say what's up. The perfect. Oh, that's adorable. All right, Booker, we're talking with our good friend Ian. <laughs> Charlie. I mean, Charlie. We're talking about the movies he watched with his uh, grandma in the month of May. And in general. <laughs> and in general. Although the next one is with my The next one was the grandma one. The Grand Seduction. This is a Canadian film uh, by Don McKellar, the guy who was in Slings and Arrow, and his first film was Last Night, which is one of my favorite uh, Canadian films. Uh, it is based on a French movie. Basic story is it's a small town in like the east coast of Canada. It's run down. There's no jobs there. Fishing's dried up. They have a chance to get a factory to come into town so they can all get work. Um and they, but they need to get a doctor to move there. So they find a doctor who they kind of convince to come for a one month stay. And while he's there, the entire town bands together to make it like perfect for him. And they listen into his phone calls so they know what he's doing. And they try and like just set everything up so he falls in love with this place. So he'll move so that the town can get rebuilt. It's really charming. It's funny. It's, it's, uh, it's a solid movie. I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece, but it's good. Nice. Yeah, my grandma really, really liked it. Nice. Um, all right, on to Get Low. This was uh, Robert Duvall and Bill Murray. It's comedy drama um, based on this old uh, kind of hermit redneck who lived out in the middle of the Tennessee woods, um, played by Robert Duvall, who wants to have a funeral before he dies. 
and he gets Bill Murray to plan it. Um, it's a charming little movie. My grandma loved it. My mom loved it. It's very touching. Bill Murray and uh, Robert Duvall have amazing chemistry. It's also got uh, uh, Lucas Black from... No, I think it's Lucas... The guy from Tokyo Drift. It's like, oh, hey, I've seen you in a movie other than Tokyo Drift. Good for you. I mean, I feel like there's a bunch of people in Tokyo Drift, so I couldn't even... And I've never the lead even, guy. I've never seen Tokyo Drift, so I couldn't tell you. But the main, the main dude. Oh, okay, I think yeah. I know who you're talking about. Then, Cause he was because he he was in something else too. Oh, the guy that looks kind of like Paul Walker, but he's not Paul Walker. Yeah, he played a football dude, I think. Um, all right. Do they still do that? Is that a thing where like they make movies, but they don't have the original actors when they make a sequel? So they're like, let's get someone that kind of looks like him. Hundred percent. Because remember they did that. They did that with Underworld too. Remember they made a sequel to Underworld. There's somebody that looked like Kate Beckinsale, but it wasn't her. <laughs> no, that was probably the one that didn't have her in it. That was like all about the Lycans. I've never. I've watched the first that of that series, and I have not gone through the rest. I watched the uh, second one. I think I tapped out on the third. The second one. Yeah, I didn't watch this. I didn't watch the third one or any of that. I, I saw the second one. It's okay. <laughs> Oh no! I'm sorry. I take it back. Underworld is great. <laughs> yeah, you let him know. You've got a little Len Wiseman fan there. He went ham. What's he gonna say bad about Underworld, my dude? I'm gonna ruin your whole show right now. Vampires and werewolves, Romeo and Juliet with black leather. What's not to like, Dad? Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does. Billy's back. And I'm with, a cat yelling at me. With Meredith or uh, Quincy? It's Meredith. I had made the mistake of getting too close to the kitchen, so she thinks it's time for her to be fed. Gotcha. Well, Which I guess makes sense, because one of them just took the smelliest of shits. Mm, yikes. Um, <sighs> clearing room. Well, now that we're done waiting for Billy, Charlie, why don't you tell us about waiting for Guffman? This hey! Film is- hysterically funny um if you haven't seen it it's uh christopher guest's first kind of mockumentary comedy um really good cast like michael keen uh, uh, parker posey it's about um a small town group of amateur actors and it's a it's shot like a documentary following them uh, getting ready for their first show. And the insane director tells them uh, that this huge film critic from New York, Guffman, is coming to their show and is going to review it. And if he, they get a good review, they'll be able to go to New York and put the show on, which is not exactly true. And uh, it's just these... If you've ever worked in any kind of amateur theater or have been involved in any kind of amateur production, it is agonizingly looking into the abyss painfully real and funny well i have been involved with amateur theater if by amateur theater you include uh high school theater absolutely and if you uh include high school theater uh and that includes somebody who ultimately was just an usher for the theater department's plays then that's me Fair. Uh, But no, really good comedy. I highly recommend. Um, And yeah, if you've been in any theater, it will scar you. (laughs) 
Nice, nice. Would now let me ask you this: Would if it was uh, entered into a show, would you say it was the best in show? Ah, that's the next movie he watched. For those of you guys who didn't realize, "Best in Show" is the title of a movie, which is another uh, same team. Christopher Guest, um, uh, Eugene Levy, the dad from American Pie, is in both of these as well. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. It's a really good troupe of very, very, very funny people. Best in Show is about the same actors, a bunch of them, and this one they are uh, a bunch of weird, crazy people doing like. Uh, a dog show. Yeah. So I, rem- I remember of... when this one came out. It's, it's also just really, really funny. Um, I resisted documentaries for a long time and, uh, I had just obviously not seen the good ones. <laughs> why? What made you resist mockumentaries? Uh, I just, I didn't like the style originally. Like I find it kind of grating to be a fake documentary when it's like, okay, this is fake. You're, obviously set, doing it to kind of set the story up but now I've, i'm a bit more forgiving i'm like okay if you tell a good story this is a bit more interesting what, I, I really just like the mock- office when it first came out what so mockumentary kind of scarred you uh probably the office i just did not like the office when it first started so you hadn't seen spinal tap before that 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 is coming up down the list nice uh well i'll add one uh for my sake for you uh, there's a movie called CB4. It is a Spinal Tap-esque take on rap music starring uh, uh, Chris Rock. Uh, Alright. Basically, it follows Chris Rock and his group as they sort of transition from uh, nobodies into these super huge... Uh, uh, gangster rap stars and then on to other variations of uh of different versions of raps especially like 90s rap um uh charlie murphy plays a character uh a main like a a main influential character in the movie i don't know how to say it um but it was a movie that i loved uh just because i was such a fan of rap and it was such a funny send up of rap and I love Chris Rock. Um, so, uh, if you like Chris Rock, it's a good, you know, it's a Chris Rock mockumentary movie about rap nineties rap. I will check that out. That does sound really fun. Nice. Nice. All right. On to, uh, Avengers end game. I think we all know this movie is fantastic. It, it was fun. We want the original plan was just to watch, uh, this was the night before um, Deadline was up for a couple awards, and I was pretty stressed out. So I was like, let's watch Avengers Endgame, and we'll watch the end fight. He was like, right, so let's watch Time Heist. Like, well, let's just start a bit into it and just rewatch the whole film. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just such a great... It's just fun. It's just it's pure just entertainment. culmination of 20 fucking films. And yeah. unprecedented... And fucking fantastic. There's definitely nothing else like it, especially nothing else like it that good. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you tried to like, tell somebody you... some years ago to be like, "There's a movie and the buildup is 20 movies," you'd be like, "That works." That, what? <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, "Huh?" You're like, "You gotta watch them in this order." Really? 
No, not really. Dude, um, the past versions of us would be so fucking shocked by something. Like, can you imagine like 2006 coming up and being like, "Hey guys, there's a Justice League movie that's gonna come out, and you're not gonna give a shit." <laughs> yeah, you're gonna go see Batman v Superman and hate it. What? No, it's Batman. What? I can't. It's Batman. No, trust. Ridiculous. They made a Batman v Superman movie. This is gonna be the greatest thing. No, no. There is gonna be a Shazam movie that you're gonna love. Fuck off. <laughs> There's going to like be a I, I Star like Wars movie us... that comes out and ha- causes you to have an existential crisis. Oh, God. I feel like <laughs> one of us had, like, we must have done some kind of monkey's paw shit in the past. <laughs> like, come on, give us more movies about DC characters and Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we got what we asked for, unfortunately. All right, on to Mallrats. It was the same thing. It was, I want something to distract and not think about. Let's watch Mallrats. I mean, uh, first time I'd watch it in quite a long time, I'll be honest. Um, you know, it, it, it's not a good, great movie, but it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's charming. There's a lot of nostalgia and love there. How dare you? It's my probably my favorite of the Kevin Smith movies. That's fair. Uh, like I, I, don't, I, there's nothing, I don't say there's anything wrong with it. I just... Having not seen it while rewatching, it's like yes, I love this for nostalgia, and there's a lot of fun in it. But it, it definitely it's rough around the edges. Um, it does come off like a pretty. If it wasn't for the fact that it contains, you know, material that I'm a fan of, comic book stuff. Uh, it's a Kevin Smith movie. Video game stuff. Yeah, video game stuff. Stanley's like big that, cameo. Stanley's got a great cameo. Yeah, yeah, that's the you know. It would be one of those forgettable 90s comedies, because that is kind of like on a technical level, that's just how it comes off. Yeah. Uh, that said, I do love that movie, but it's definitely not Kevin Smith's best movie. Um, did, I can't, I, let's, let's sidetrack. Did you, you, you saw uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, right, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. And, and you didn't like it? I I wouldn't say I disliked it. Like it's definitely the best thing he's done in quite a while. Because I also really hated Yoga Hosers and Tusk. I haven't, I haven't seen. I didn't really have no interest in Tusk. I haven't seen Yoga Hosers. Tusk is better than Yoga Hosers, but Yoga Hosers. Uh, I agree with that. Um, I enjoyed Yoga Hosers. It's not great, but I mean, it's like okay. I see. It's it's just like a dumb fun movie. Whatever. Uh, I like Tusk. Uh as an interesting experience. It's one of those things where I'm like, if you haven't seen Tusk and you like that kind of movie, like those kind of horror movies, you should definitely check it out because it's just such a unique movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, it's, it, it's funny. It's, it reminds me of Joker and that I like the movie, but I never, I, I don't intend to ever watch it again. Yeah. Uh, only yeah. I would say if someone, although given the choice for somebody was like, should I watch Joker? I'd be like, I don't know. You can watch so Tusk. But if they were like, "Oh, should I watch Tusk?" I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say that I think, excluding if we're talking about whether the movie is you like that type type of movie or not, I'll say Jay and Silent Bob the reboot is his worst film to date. It is. Oh, you haven't seen Yoga Hoses, my friend. It it is the worst shot movie but i will say with the exception of the beginning every fucking joke in that movie absolutely destroyed me 
I got every inside reference and I was in absolute tears. I died every time his daughter opened her mouth. She just made me laugh. Um, but that movie is atrociously bad. And unless you are like a Kevin Smith aficionado, and I would have to say beyond the point of high, that is probably um, acceptable. You can hard pass this movie. But like, if you are those other two things, this movie will fucking destroy you with how fucking hysterical it is. But, uh, yeah, but it is I do a fucking see it. terrible I, movie. It's one of those yeah, movies watch that I, I've been meaning to watch. It's just that like, for, like, Liz wants to watch it too, and we just haven't gotten to the point where we're like, let's watch this. Yeah, like if you're stoned and you enjoy Kevin Smith's mm, backlog and you have the history. Stoned. Like, you have to be obliterated. Oh, well, I'll be sober, so I don't know how I feel about it. You will not enjoy this movie, Billy. I do want to see it. I was actually listening to uh, this interview that Kevin Smith gave the other day uh, for like a wrestling podcast, oddly enough, because when they did the first episode of AEW Dynamite back in October, uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes were there, uh, which was cool because so was I. I was like, hey, look, down there in the front row, there's Kevin Smith. So that was neat. Uh but he was talking about how uh, how smart he thought he was because he 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 was he's friends with Chris Jericho from podcasting. Yep. Uh, and he put him in a couple of movies, and he's like, he's just, you know, he's like, I thought I was being so smart because like I took this really nice Canadian guy and I made him a bad guy in these two movies. It's like, ah, he's so he's yeah, he's this really nice guy, but he's so good at being a bad guy. Like I'm so smart for this. And then I went to this wrestling show, and it turns out, oh, that's what he does. Like, he's, yeah, he's, that's funny. It was like it'd be like somebody knowing me from podcasting, and then coming to a movie set and being like, "Oh, you direct?" <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <clears throat> All right, on to this is Spinal Tap. Yeah, I had avoided this for so long just because of how quoted it was, and my pre-dislike of uh, mockumentaries, but I was an idiot. It's hilarious. Everyone's right. It is just hysterically fucking funny. Yeah, man, got so would you say this movie took your... God damn it. <laughs> Did it go to 11? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man, Billy. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay. The fact that you said it made me go, oh, okay, so that was a dumb joke. I'm glad it <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, God damn it. Anyone listening right now, they as soon as they said this is Spinal they're like, okay, what's the, the take it to 11 joke they're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, dumb. Oh, man. Uh, of the take to 11 jokes, that was definitely an 8. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Good shit. It's been... I probably haven't seen that since... I probably haven't seen that since, like, the 90s. It's been a while since I've seen that. Many yeah, it's been some years. immediately rewatched the uh, Simpson episode, which was great. Nice. There will be no encore. I need to watch... Man, I gotta... We were talking about this last week. I really gotta throw this, the Simpsons on my Disney. 
and watch that. Dude, I I have it on all the time. Just so much. I can't help it. Anytime Dude. I'm just doing stuff, I've got it on in the background. That's and I'll what, forget about I'll forget about jokes that I haven't seen in a long, and like I'll go and tell Liz and she doesn't care, but I can't help it. She's the only one around. So like, oh, there was a there was a joke that I forgot she's about. The only one around. I did it the other day. I ran in the room to tell her because I forgot about this joke and it's hysterical. And it's when Mr. Burns goes to the doctor and he's filling out the form and he's like, uh, blood type, da, da, and like saying it all out loud, and he gets to the part in the form and goes, uh Death, reason for the death, uh, reason for death of parents, got in my way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So good. So good. Um, All right, moving along, moving along. Naked Gun 33rd and 1-3rd, the final insult. Oh, it was... Nostalgia time hasn't been kind to that one. There was some funny gags, but oh, it, uh, some of them have aged incredibly badly. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. Uh, the, I want to say... Super bad transphobic joke. Worse than the Ace Ventura one. But isn't the, I think that there's a joke that, if I recall, is, and if I remember it correctly, it's still funny. The one when, like, because isn't that the one where he's in jail and he escapes with the guy, and they come out uh, yeah. during a funeral. I always remember that scene was funny. Oh, they, like, it's a soccer bird. There's still some very funny moments in it. Like, I, I didn't dislike rewatching it, but I was there were moments where, like, oh, this is clear. It's also very obviously the one where, like, this is the last one. No one cares. Just throw all the jokes in it. Yeah, I, uh, I remember watching those. I don't. I remember I I remember liking them at the time, but uh, comedy ages. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's it's been so long since I've seen them. I just don't. I mean, I remember their slapstick cop movies or whatever. And OJ I feel kind Simpson of embarrassed watching them. those kind of movies now. You know, like for some reason it just doesn't hit me the same way. With a couple of exceptions, I feel like I could probably still watch Airplane, and I'd probably still enjoy it. It, it holds up, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just, because I mean, yeah, there's some jokes that just, I, it, regardless of how ridiculous they are, are still hilarious. Like, and granted, this wasn't one of the Naked Guns movie, Naked Gun movies, but <laughs> the, uh, the joke of, uh, fuck, when he comes in, when he comes into the room and the guy's like, who are you? How'd you get in here? I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got two left on the list. Let's... Two left on the list. We're going to jump the the, penult, the penultimate movie and go to the ultimate movie and then jump back. Um, Scott okay. Scott Pilgrim v. The World. Uh, it's still, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, love that love movie. That I love all, yeah. I, rewatching is like every moment is great. It's funny. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it and it's, it's just fantastic. Edgar Wright's awesome. I love how it's shot. It's every scene's funny. I was so good. I literally just the other day uh, had the op- opportunity. Um, we were talking about uh, garlic bread, and this girl's like, "I love garlic bread." I was like, "I do too." I was like, "It'll make you fat." What bread? It'll make you fat. What bread? You fat? Yeah. Oh uh, man. Then of course I had to explain it to her. Too. Yeah, it's very nostalgic. Of- it was so of its time of Toronto of the early tens. It's it's fun. 
Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic movie. I really love that movie, and uh, consequently, uh, B bought me the uh, the entire comic book series and sent them to me, and I really fucking love those comics too. So they're great. They're yeah, I don't know if good. I want to play the better actually, the both, but... I don't think I've finished them actually. I think I've only read the like Ooh. first half. Oh, yeah, man. missing out, my dude. That's, get on that because like the, the ending's spectacular. I would say the ending of the book series is better than the ending of the film. Um, I would say because I've watched the film more, I probably go with the film because I now that you mentioned, I can't remember exactly how it ended in the book. Um, they didn't end up together in the book, right? Or did they? Um, I it's been a while since I've read them, so I don't remember. But I know it's, it plays out differently because they had that. I think they might, but it comes about differently. Yeah, where they both grown to like realize they work because the, the book series over the course of multiple years yeah 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 because yeah it's much late that's right it's much later like in their lives he, he's actually. gone through a lot of growth and stuff yeah by the time they get there and the film is just like it's a week later things are fine yeah. um all right last but certainly not least what's arguably my favorite canadian film deadline I, I did feel a little douchey including it on the list. But I was like, well, I, I rewatched it after right. um, the awards, and you, it was like, it, yeah, I should put it on. We can't not include it. You're, it was up. Like, all right, so let's just go down the list here. <clears throat> um, it was the what was it? Hollywood North Film Festival. Yeah, yeah the Hollywood North Film Festival. It was um, up for what? Was, what were all the awards it was up for? Uh, it was uh, nominated for 13, 13 different awards. awards. Nice. Wow. Which is insane to me still. Congratulations again. Just on being yeah. nominated. I'm trying to find the list because I don't remember all. I know it was, like, it was Best Picture, Best uh, Director, there's Best Editing, uh, Cinematography, Makeup, uh... There's best lead actor for Rudy. There's best supporting actor for um, Todd, who plays Mel Death. Here, fat list. So yeah, so we got best director for me, best writing for Tim, uh, best performance for Rudy, best supporting performance for Todd as Mel Death, uh, cinematography, best editing, production design, costume, wardrobe, makeup, and hairstyling, uh, best sound design, best VHS and color, and best. Uh, the one that it won was best score for Joshua Hemming. I mean, it's really awesome. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. All of the, all of those nominations, and you won previously the directing award for the. Uh, yeah, we won the festival directors award for Deadline when it played at uh, To Indy. That's right. I mean, again, congratulations both to everybody involved. I you know I reached out to Tim immediately. Congratulated him. I mean, you guys should just be proud of yourselves. And I, and honestly, I you know we haven't had the chance to talk about it. I I really really do enjoy it. I've only watched it the two times. The second time, I enjoyed it just as much. And I was thinking about this because I was just watching uh, the before work yesterday. Once upon a time in Hollywood. And I oh, know nice. I know this wasn't the um intent in that film but 
one of the things that I really love in Deadline is when they're doing the movie, when the, when you're in the movie inside the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. With Once in Hollywood, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it never feels like, it always feels like we're watching them film a scene for a TV show or a movie or whatever. But with Deadline, I was always 100% sucked into the movie as being the movie. And when you would do the cut with the light to reveal that they're shooting a movie, I would, every time I fell for it, I would just get sucked into it. Like, I wasn't watching this movie about some people making a movie. I was watching this movie about this psychopathic nurse cleaver. And every time you'd switch out of it, I would be like, oh, fuck, you got me again. Well, uh, thank you very much. That's very flattering. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. I really do enjoy Deadline uh, a lot. And so uh, so I'm just excited and, and super happy for you guys and proud for you guys. Um, it is a really fun movie. Uh, and it is also, for us, I think, so it, it's so bizarre to think about, like, for years hearing about, like, I'm going to make this movie. Like, let's see this. Ha-. And then you guys did it. Like it happened. Like it's just, it's, it's so, you know, especially for something that takes so much manpower and time, you know, it's one thing for me to be like, I'm a, you know, guys, I'm going to write this, this book or this short story and then put it out and like, cool. Like that would be great. That's that, that would be my goal. Making a movie is in, it, 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 it's such an insane accomplishment. Like it's just so, well, for like it's for me, it's mind blowing to think like how just the time that's passed from the first idea, like back when uh, Tim and I and, you know, uh, were talking about the idea and the thread, and then they started working on the script, and then the different drafts that have come out, and shooting it back in 2012, and now like it's eight years later, and it's still like progressing. It's crazy. Yeah, man, it's exciting to watch. I mean, just like Billy said. And you mentioned like just watching it from afar, seeing you know the discussion from the thread, you know the the trip that uh, where everybody kind of came together to make this film, and it didn't it imploded, and but you guys all went and saw the Dark Knight together. Yep, you know what I mean. So like, uh, well, that was really, it. that was for the, the... So that was that was for a uh, uh, thing McMuff was going to direct. Oh, it was that was something different. After, that was something yeah, because it was basically Deadline, the first version fell apart. Mm. And then uh, it was like, let's do a short film where we go down to Mississippi and make that with McMuff. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. And, you know, it's the only thing that uh, I still wonder about. Uh, when am I going to get paid for that character that's based on me is what I want to know. Like, Is that check uh, yeah. in the mail? Or? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's right behind the check for all the money I spent on it that I'll get paid back. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you secure likeness, likeness rights? I'm pretty sure there's a message somewhere on the old Rooster Teeth website where Billy said it was okay. Uh, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. And even if I didn't <laughs> say that, I can't imagine being the kind of person that's, that would say something like that insane. You heard it here, uh, the folks. Best part is, Billy is, is that, demanding payment for something he had no part of. The best part <laughs> is, too, is like, like, it's not your last name. It's just someone named Billy. 
Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't even think... I'm, ma- I'm mostly making a, 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 a joke about uh, what, about Grunty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had forgot about that. What an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, because he, he was the very first draft of the Deadline script he was going to come and help with. And there, Tim wrote a character for him to play. And then uh, that version fell apart, and he was like, well, I was going to play that part. If you use that role without me, I'm going to sue you. It's based on me. He's like, well, it's not based on you. It was inspired roughly by your personality that you could play, so it'd be easy to, okay, we're just going to remove that character. And Tim was like, who is the complete opposite of Grunty? Who is, like, not a jaded asshole, not an old... Billy! We're just going to make a character like Billy. Okay, and then later he's like, what should we call him? Should we just call Billy? Billy? Yeah, it works. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Like, I, you know, it's I, I think it's super flattering, and and it was cool watching the movie because then I was like, hey, look. I enjoy it because I go like, hey, that's my that guy's my podcasting partner. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the next and final step is I, I want to get it some way out there and available to people so everyone can watch it and then it's then it will finally be it's long journey will be done yeah well so, man it's been a fun ride start on to, deadline too it's been a fun ride to watch sir oh, thank you again well that brings us to the end of our list sirs we've completed Charlie and Charlie's movie watching adventures for May. Yeah, it was. Uh, thanks for having me on. This is fun. Yeah, we love having you on. Uh, I'm always down. You can come I back. Enjoyed it. My my hiccupy son enjoyed it. Oh. I'm sorry. He started crying. Uh, yeah. The, I changed his diaper after that, and I don't know if that helped or not. So I've just been carrying him. So. Like it, this, let's like last half hour just me walking with him in my arm and holding my controller with the other because that's how I'm talking to you on Skype right now. It's in my Xbox, so multitasking. Multitasking. Well done. Well, all right. I'm poet. I'm Billy. And I'm Charlie. Good night. Bye, everybody. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the poet and Billy podcast extravaganza.